Peace and blessings, you lovely beings. Welcome to the Living in Spirit podcast. It's your girl, Zane Spirit, here. And of course, this is brought to you by SoulDriveGlobal.com. It is such an honor to be here in your presence, to have your listening ears, for you to just be sharing this sacred energy and space with me, as always. And I have two lovely guests here with me, uh, Rob and Molly from Gentle Guide. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> hello hello morning. yes yes good morning good morning great rising and um <laughs> just for everybody who's listening gentle guide is a platform for connecting those seeking holistic healing to practitioners uh welcome both of you and thank you for coming on our show thank you so much for having us thank We're, you for having us yeah grateful to be here it, it is truly such a such a wonderful space to be in with both of you it's been a while since we spoke how's everything been oh good it's been good yeah just um you know having more conversations with beautiful healers and having more healing sessions and mm-hmm. learning more um it's just really been a beautiful growth um yeah just kind of slow and steady The momentum is definitely there. I think even on my own seeking healing journey while also building this community is like that really beautiful weaving momentum um, as we build gentle guides. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's been nothing but positive feedback and support um, and getting to meet a lot of new people that I'm so lucky to kind of cross paths with. Yes, yes. You know what 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 came to mind, what I feel like spirit is showing me isn't is a flowering. Like you guys are flowering Ooh. from the bud. Ooh, like love that. it's it's so beautiful. It it just feels like like y'all are just the sunshine is coming down and it's coming out and <laughs> Oh, love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, it feels like that. It does. The time of year as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Even the seasons um, sprouting out just Mm -hmm. contributes to that beautiful energy I feel like we're growing into. Absolutely. And uh, first, let's go into some introductions for both of you. Please tell us about both of you. I don't care who starts, (laughs) uh, what you do and interests in the metaphysical. Awesome. Well, I guess I'll take um, the first go at this. Um, since this is, since this is a podcast, I, you know, I'll try and I'll tell my story a little bit longer than I normally do. If that's okay. Yeah, please do. Um, but I won't. I won't talk for an hour though. <laughs> <laughs> More context, the better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got. An, I was lucky to have an introduction to the space when I was really, really young. Um, my aunt was super deep in the transcendental movement, like working alongside um, Maharishi. And so she actually taught me how to meditate when I was four or five years old. Mm -hmm. And of course, I don't really remember, I don't really remember that, but I do remember when we kind of revisited it when I was eight or nine and just remember sitting with her, she gave me my mantra and meditating with her and just really having that first experience that I remember of dropping really deep into source mm-hmm. and kind of feeling like instead of like that little bobbing cork on the top of the sea I kind of saw, felt myself more becoming a part of the sea mm-hmm. um, I thought that was a really yeah I'm really grateful for that early experience um, but of course you know as a child and especially as an Aries child <laughs> Aries son, I didn't take the time to stop and do that very much until later on in college when um, I just really got deeper into meditation and, and, and that sort of work. But also when I was in seventh grade, 
I had some stomach issues and my mom took me to a bunch of conventional Western doctors and they threw up their hands. and was like, here's some pills or something. We don't really know what's going on. So my mom found a, a, nat- a naturopath locally who helped me out and, you know, forever um, grateful for that and kind of helped me understand that there are other, there are other ways to do things than like the conventional way to do things. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to after college, I was, I started two clothing companies um, the last one was called Older Brother, which was really a beautiful offering. It was gender-neutral clothing, um, d- organic cotton from Japan, and dyed with plants. And we dyed with, like, mm-hmm. mushrooms, turmeric, all these really beautiful natural things. And to me, sustainability really means, like, if you can bury it in your backyard and have it decompose, like, that to me was, like, our, our that was our, like, baseline for sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um but so as this offering was kind of happening, but the fa- I, we kind of like naively thought we could change the fashion industry. And like, I was like telling all these really, I think, spiritual stories through our content. I was a creative director and co-founder of Older Brother. And we were telling these really beautiful spiritual stories, but the fashion industry didn't seem to me like it wanted any real change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I left that about two years ago to really kind of just return to return to the baseline and like allow spirit to just lead me wherever it needed to go. So I just kind of was like, I'm tired of this, but spirit, like, you know, I'm going to follow the pings. Right. Mm -hmm. And the pings were metaphysical, um, like pings. So I picked up the pendulum. I got super deep into tarot and astrology, um, Mm -hmm. met a bunch of practitioners in town and really just followed and everything. I didn't really feel, like I wanted to create as much for me, it was more like every time I had a healing or a, se- a session, I was like, Oh, this is it. This is like what I want to be spending my time doing. Like, why are we not healing all the time? Um, <laughs> why are we not healing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why are we focused on like buying things? Like let's focus on like our, you know, making ourselves better and sharing. And um, so then about a year ago um, here in Portland, um, occupied indigenous lands, um, I went to a psychic fair and it was amazing. There was eight healers and readers and I, I like talked to everybody and just got such beautiful, empowering information uh, during that time that the next day on my walk, I just kind of had this like full download of like gentle guide being an on a global 24 hour, seven days a week psychic fair to connect people with the healing that they needed. And then like, as the idea, I was like, I don't really know how to do this, but I'm just going to follow this ping because I've been asking for pings. I've been like, I've been applying for jobs at like bigger corporations and kind of getting ignored. And so Mm -hmm. I just was like, what do I want to do? And this opportunity presented itself as like something I could really get behind, Um, you know, including healing, connecting friends, like getting people the healing they need, sharing practitioner stories. Um, It just kind of like all made sense. And, And as the idea unfolded, it was like, okay, great. We're solving two problems here. A, on the seeker side, I, I, I personally was always like, you know, you can search Instagram or Google, but like, who's really out there? Like, who's in Berlin doing like tarot readings? Who's in mm-hmm. Guatemala doing beautiful ceremonial healings? Like, who's out there? So on the seeker side, I wanted to create, we wanted to create a community to help find these healers. And then on the healer side of things, I just looked at a lot of my friends who are brilliant healers, but just not very busy. And I kind of understood like 
a lot of healers do have like the marketing brain, but like mm-hmm. I think a lot of healers are are maybe identify as artists and don't necessarily have that kind of marketing idea or maybe don't, don't like the idea of promoting themselves. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to really use my background in marketing too to help healers reach more people. And yeah, I didn't know how to do it, but um, well, we can let's get into. I want to hear. I want. I want to have a moment, but so that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of my story. But we can talk about how General Guy kind of formed um, in a minute. But I feel like I've been talking for a bit. <laughs> no, 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 I I love it. You know, we all need to know this. I feel like that's so key. Thank you. Yeah. So hi, I'm Molly. <laughs> um, yes, my journey to General Guide has been quite a zigzag and. Uh, a beautiful journey and I've been super proud to really sink into General Guide and kind of how I started out um, on my journey. Um, I grew up in Detroit um, from a very athletic family so kind of body focused early in childhood and physicality and was a super Mm -hmm. um, competitive swimmer um, back in the day and my mom uh, kind of was the one that was a little bit against like big pharma and taking prescriptions meds. So she was always looking for alternatives like uh, natural paths and just more natural ways to heal the body. And my sister mm-hmm. actually grew up with uh, celiac and was like at the time, like one of the first people and like really couldn't identify it. So me and my mom would drive to, you know, 45 minutes away to like get my sister things that she could eat. And this kind of was the first time where I saw like, maybe not the mainstream is necessarily the best for our bodies and and mind and Mm -hmm. spirit. And so that was kind of like the first thing that when I reflect on that really shifted my, my openings to alternative uh, ways of living and and healing and empowering your body. Um, And then in college, I was, I was near Olympic level swimming and realized that I, it wasn't necessarily my, my calling to go to the Olympics, but um, had a huge shift in my life and I'd been swimming for 18 years. My, my older sister as well was swimming at Stanford. We were very competitive and um, I was swimming at University of Florida and mm-hmm. really realized that like I had this longing for innovating education. I grew up with dyslexia and so I was super lucky and, and thankful to have a support system at a young age when even at that time um, that was really seen as a disadvantage And so Mm -hmm. being able to work with Michigan um, Institute of Dyslexia to really mind map my brain and find different techniques um, to understand how I process the world. And um, it was a lot of shame at at the beginning of my childhood of trying to understand that I I did, you know, read differently and I took in information differently. But since then have been really leaning into that and seeing that as a superpower um, and, and really enjoying that journey as well. And so in college, I actually um, went to the professors and was like, I'm a really hands-on learner, right? I'm visual, I'm spatial. And and I was like, I really want to innovate here. And the classroom and these conversations aren't pushing me enough. And is there a way we can create a new curriculum um, that prioritizes this um, experience-based learning? And I was so lucky to have really a lot of support. They loved the idea. I kind of wrote up what this curriculum could look like and opportunities that I really wanted to take. And 
that absolutely just changed my life in that moment and um, mm-hmm. really le- leaned into this um, education and innovating a space that for so long um, has such rigid structures. Um, so really lucky that University of Florida allowed that flexibility for me to grow in my own way. Um, and it, mm-hmm. it's actually now one of the, the leading um, kind of curriculums for the whole journalism school. So seeing that impact on younger students and opening up their journey uh, really, really just fulfills me and makes me feel like all the hardship in my childhood was was worth it. And so from that um, kind of opening, I was able to travel around the world Um and get my base in the tech world um, with a company called Performa. And we were doing product seeding in Hong Kong. We're building a new CRM platform in in Dubai and kind of just all around the world on like a four month apprenticeship, um, which Mm -hmm. I was was very lucky to have that opportunity. Um, And then kind of got, you know, a little bit sucked into the corporate world, learning my my, my barriers and boundaries of kind of really navigating what I wanted to do um, with this, you know, curriculum and also getting opportunities and internships at Nike and Chandelier Creative. And uh, my recent endeavor um, was an in-house residency at Apple. So it was a one-year program um, based on like an innovation incubator for creatives. And I was felt really lucky to be kind of early in my career in that space, but I had been really longing for a deeper purpose in meeting. And, and um, I think I gained so much valuable skills that I can bring now to General Guide. And uh, leaving the residency was really difficult because I made some great relationships, but I knew I had a deeper calling uh, to help kind of heal the world and, and what we we're going through in COVID and even before that. And so I um, kind of left the corporate world not knowing what the next thing was, but I knew deep down that was like really what I I needed to do to kind of quench that thirst and Mm -hmm. also kind of um, in that journey around the education aspect, um, I had went to South Africa for a summer um, and that was actually the first thing I did. Um, when I when I retired from swimming, I said, I have no idea what I want to do, but I'm going to go to Africa and I'm going to teach English in orphanages. I'm going to build houses uh, for families that, you know, don't even have a roof over their head and rooting myself in that service. And when you don't know where to look and, and rooting yourself in helping others, um, I came back to the United States and was just overwhelmed with ideas and Um, energy and momentum. And that's actually what um, sprouted me going to have those conversations with my professors. So um, not really linear telling that story there, but definitely an important um, of note to kind of touch on. And again, like, I feel like time is not necessarily linear and it is multidimensional and I'm so Mm -hmm. excited that general guide embraces those um feelings and emotions and depths and and realities so I got to meet Rob um a few months ago and it's been an absolute pleasure to to work with him and the team the team is incredible so talented um so intentional with with all the moves we're we're making and and building and I'm just excited to keep building this community so that's a little bit about me (laughs) 
Wow, I love it. I have a few points from the things that y'all said, but I want to know, how did you two meet? Like, was it like a job? Like, Rob put the <laughs> put the reel out there, like, I need some people to help? Or like, did y'all just meet? What, how did it happen? Well, the beautiful thing is, and I'll kind of back up too, maybe, but the beautiful thing is I just kind of like, I've always treated this as like spirits, idea and so i just kind of like try to be i push for sure but i also try and just be the vessel for a spirit to let this manifest through mm -hmm. and like i don't know how to code so i was like well spirit do you want to make this happen like let's you know let's do this i'm here and you know i just got connected to a brilliant coder um engineer beyond that he's more of a, a cto connor davison who's our other co-founder he's um, incredible he's really incredible and he helped build this and then you know, brought on designer Devin, who's also incredible. Mm -hmm. And then I brought on another friend, Jake, who's um, a brilliant writer. He's like, has a, um, a master's in Western esotericism from Amsterdam. Um, but I, and then Molly, I've been, um, I've been uh, friends with her partner, Ryan, and we reconnected mid pandemic. And we had a few really inspiring conversations. And one day Ryan was just like, uh, is it cool Molly comes to one of these meetings? And I was like, of course, yeah, the more the merrier. And I don't think we even talked about General Guide the first meeting. We just like kind of like, you know, talked and connected and um, mm -hmm. and it was just kind of a slow process. But um, yeah, as soon as, yeah. And yeah, and from my end, so my partner, you know, very few interactions COVID time. Um, you know, it's like if you see someone at the grocery store and, and we kind of laugh about that was like the networking space in a funny, funny way. And even similar to a club where there's like a now a bouncer at the grocery store. Um, and, and so, yeah, they had run into each other and uh, I'm really into like me and my partner are definitely super attuned to each other's emotions and and uh, just spending so much time in the same place and uh, tapping into that. And all the every time he went to go meet with Rob he would come back just like buzzing and just like on a different level of energy. And I was like, who is this guy? And he would try to tell me a little bit about the conversations, but it was, you know, the conversations kind of transcend um, some words articulation. So um, it was just definitely this feeling where I was like, wow, this guy is like inspiring you so much, like um, and general guide and stuff beyond general guide. And um, I was like, I have to meet him. Like, and also, you know, not meeting, I, I, met, I met maybe like two new people in COVID <laughs> last year at all. And Rob being one of them, it, it shows that um, it's quality over quantity. Um, and so we kind of met at this beautiful park up in Portland and sat outside under this beautiful A-frame awning. Um, and we just chatted and got to know each other and it, it just flowed right away. And we both like to go to the, like go pretty deep um, right off the bat, so it's it's nice to find like a fellow human that wants to go there as well um, and, mm -hmm. and talk about real things in the world and hard things and, and hard conversations. And so we even from that first meeting, I was like, I definitely want to stay in touch with Rob. I I believe even it like from that moment, his mm -hmm. energy, his passions, mm -hmm. and and um, the idea and. So we just kept going from there and one thing led to the next and uh, I just like saw the beautiful intention and the team and I was just like, this is 
going to be something incredible. Um, and mm. I was like, I have to be a part of this. And this is, was actually exactly what I was looking for. Um, and I was so lucky that the universe showed up when I really needed it in that way, um, going through that transition and saying no to a really stable job in, in the pandemic seemed a bit off the walls um, <laughs> to my family and friends. And I was like, this all makes sense now. Um, and it keeps making more sense every day. And the more I get to work on, on this project and this community. So just super happy that, you know, those little run-ins mean the world and those small little details and moments and and making sure, you know, you say hi to people that you might not have seen in a while and you have no idea what that's going to lead to. So just really happy they, mm. they ran to, into each other at new seasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coincidence or whatever, yeah. you know, just uh, being open to like when the opportunity to rise. I like to look at it, yeah, to like rise to the occasion when opportunity is mm. put in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, like what seems like the small moments are really so monumental. Mm, beautifully exactly. put, yes. Yeah. I, I love that. Something that I really wanted to touch on mm -hmm. is it, number one, like spirit, <laughs> when we're not at our, you know, like when we're, when we're not at a higher consciousness mm -hmm. at the moment, like spirit often put, puts us in a place of physicality, you know, <laughs> like both of you said, like, oh, I, I dealt with stomach issues <laughs> or I dealt with dyslexia, you know, like physical things that tangible things that we start to seek um, within, but also seek the help of others to um, kind of like, like you were saying, those, those pings are those nuggets, <laughs> like, <laughs> let me just follow the nuggets, like, how do I get here? And um, I, one thing I really loved about both of your stories is that um, the parents or the, the familial like family dynamics is what brought you into this place, which I feel like is kind of rare. Yes. Yeah. I think for me and, and my age group, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the one that's shifting my family dynamics into a healing, um, into a healing space. Okay. And so, uh, but I, I do feel like a lot of younger people are coming into that place of like, you know, parents are starting to teach those things, but um, maybe at the time when y'all were younger, that was a little, uh, that wasn't even really heard of, <laughs> like, or that wasn't as common. Totally. So, so I really love like the family dynamics in this and how, um, you know, that really shows that spirit was really working from the beginning. Like y'all were in alignment from the very beginning, like everything is exactly how it needed mm -hmm. to be in order to get you to this place. Oh, beautifully yeah. said. Yes. And much, much gratitude for our ancestors and our parents and for putting on, I feel, yeah, very grateful to be in this, in this body, in this time, in this moment right now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm super thankful. My, my parents are definitely um, we grew up in a religious family and, and very lucky to have that background. And um, I think as I've grown and I think even generationally, like people kind of pop, like are confused about how to have a relationship with the church again and in that spirituality mm -hmm. aspect and, you know, push it away, definitely college time and have absolutely come back around and in this new way. And my parents seeing how healthy and happy I am, um, you know, there's, there's no better evidence that it's working and it's, I've, mm -hmm. I've never been so clear in my life. And I think them seeing that and being, you know, open 
to these new ways as well is really beautiful and, and shows me their growth as well. And, and it's growing together. Right. And that's kind of what we're doing with general guide is empowering each other to find ways that work um, for you and to co-collaborate that, that healing and empowerment. So very lucky to have a family that can see um, my growth and value that and might not necessarily uh, map on to the traditional ways that we grew up in, but um through the mm-hmm. physicality of, um, you know, celiac, and then also, you know, not necessarily leaning into prescription, like big pharma, um, has pivoted and mm-hmm. opened up that space uh, for me and my family, and super thankful. Love that. And it really shows too, I think, like our mantra, one of our mantras is we heal ourselves, we heal the, we heal the universe. And every time we work on ourselves, I think, you know, there's not always an obvious, like, shift but i think like once you really put in the work i you know we're all connected we are all one so when we put in everything yes yes like a ripple yeah yeah Yeah. and we can't we obviously can't expect our parents to change 100 percent or whatever Mm -hmm. but yeah you know it's uh (laughs) i feel the change i feel the change especially working with like another other healers like Mm -hmm. i did a trade um with tiana who's on the site uh, I, can't, I can't pronounce the last name. She does sound healing. Right? Um, she does sound and also channeled um, channeled healings as well. Um, she's got a, we, did a, we did a trade and it was just like a, such a beautiful kind of collaborative. We did two sessions, but each, each session was so collaborative. And we both really uh, talked about like this being a really collaborative process, like us two healers coming together to share our gifts with each other. But each session, like mm-hmm. really just equally feeling like healed together and like reiki is the same i have some i have um, a level two reiki practitioner and that's a big tenet of reiki is that while you are you know kind of like um you're while you're channeling this energy for others you're like it's channeling right back into you at the same level it's a really yeah beautiful concept yeah we we definitely encourage all of our healers to like also take each other's sessions and, and learn from each other um, and even if they can do swaps, that's something we're looking forward to, to build that strong core community. And so I think Rob and mm-hmm. Tatiana were a perfect example of that and, and how you really feel connected with that person and you learn so much from mm-hmm. them um, and you grow together. So really looking forward to taking more sessions with all of our seekers as well. I try to do one uh, once a week <laughs> to get to know the community and mm-hmm. the healers and um, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to them getting to know each other too. And hopefully post COVID when it's safe, have mm-hmm. some events where we can get together all in person. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be an incredible mm-hmm. high frequency. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. One of, yeah, it's kind of, um, wrap, I, yeah, um, it kind of wraps into our vision into general guy, which I don't know if you can get into, which kind of flow into that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You can flow into however you need to. I love Thank it. you. Thank you so much for holding the space. I really just, yeah, I'm so excited right now to share what's going on, but our, our vision um, is to really kind of like bringing in, I'd like Molly to kind of chat about the education aspect, but again, like I really want to create these places all over the world where people can come together, whether they be centers or just pop up things where people can, come and have access to healing that they might have not otherwise had access to. And it also goes to our accessibility too. We were, we're gonna um, start like a scholarship program 
And we already offer mm. um, sliding scale for accessibility, but we also want to start building a scholarship program for people um, who don't necessarily have the access. But also by popping up in you know areas of need, we hopefully can create um, this sense of like, oh, this sort of healing is possible. Um, instead of having mm -hmm. it be too abstract. Um, but we also, yeah, by creating these centers all over the world, we hope that we can, uh, uh, again, offer that access, offer that education component, offer a place where people can come and really talk about spirit in a way that doesn't, that is totally open. Like, I think I've talked to some healers in, in, in areas where they're like, my whole community made fun of me because I, you know, started getting into tarot and astrology and like, um, we just want to create a community, A, online, but also B, where people can really come and find others who have experiences with source, have experiences, you know, with the divine, however that kind of manifests. We just want to create a really open community for people to express themselves and share without feeling judged or, um, yeah, any sort of like yeah just just, just love basically yeah, exactly yeah. and you couldn't have said it better and I think mm. part of that is like you know having more like tea ceremonies as mm. well and bringing healthy um kind of food and drink to the front of that space as well where people could kind of um mm -hmm. share and have an experience and, and grow together um and I think even in our culture right now, it's so based on substances and like you have to go out and there's like only really bars at night and like providing another um, place where you can go, where you can feel that you're just healing yourself mm -hmm. and, and you can spend time with each other. With the and, chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, you don't have to go out and damage your body mm -hmm. to have fun. Yeah. Um, and, We're both really sensitive to alcohol. So. Yes. And like, <laughs> providing a new space where it's fun to go out and come home healthy and wake mm -hmm. up healthy. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's mm -hmm. what I'm really looking forward to those in-person spaces as well. And then from the education standpoint, I think our, our learn page has incredible, incredible potential. And, uh, you know, these ancient wisdom and, and learnings and teachings are all already there. Uh, they're out there. They're hard to find. And that's what General Guide is really focusing on and bringing, cutting through the noise to bring you um, those ancient wisdoms in one place. So it's really exploratory. Mm. We never want to be a voiceover of what's mm. right and wrong. Mm -hmm. um, we want to be, you know, the entire spectrum of, of ways you can heal yourself and let you kind of pick, um, you know, and, and maybe if you want advice, like, reach out to people that can help guide you. But really, we want to keep that open um, and that spectrum still growing. And we welcome healers that are pushing boundaries and in different ways of mm -hmm. healing and adding mm -hmm. those modalities and mm -hmm. saying that there's no right and wrong way. There's just so many ways. They're already here, old and new. And we want to give you that source um, to kind of explore yourself and your spirit and grow and figure out what works for you because it's not prescriptive. It's not like going to the doctor no. where it's like, oh, you're feeling this, you need the X. Like it's it's so much more dimensional than that. And mm -hmm. I think that's a huge, you know, mission for general guide is to bring that to the forefront um, and never say there's a specific way to be healed. Um, wow. But having that community um, to find find your own way um, and make it collaborative. Right. And 
so in that, like, I'm really excited to build out more of our media arm as well. And so um, kind of what I see in that vision is potentially, you know, building films, short films, documentary films. Um, I really, I watched this movie lately called Baraka. Um, is filmed in the 90s. And it's this beautiful ethnography film of on six continents around the world, no voiceover. It's just capturing snapshots of um, tribes and ways of life. And it, it kind of has this contrast contrast from like the busy inner cities of Tokyo and then this tribe in Africa and just showing you the full spectrum of the human experience. And to me, that's mm-hmm. kind of right now the the guiding light of the type of um, media that I'd love to pursue with general guide is this, you know, this is everything out there. There's not one way and like, let you pick that journey um, and, and find what type of, of life that you want to live. Um, and it's that powering to be yourself and uh, to be proud of where you come from and, and who you are and really, you know, boost and fuel that inclusivity and diversity. Um, of our education. Wow, <laughs> love love what Molly said. That was beautifully said. And I have something to pull mm-hmm. a thread from there too. I think um, growing up, I didn't really know who I was. You know, part of that was a, um, a stellium in my first house. Part of that was being a queer child growing up in like, a, you know, Portland. But, you know, my bubble wasn't really as like open to that as they wanted to think they were. Um, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know who I was. And so part of going on this work is finding my empowerment, finding myself. And like, those are the practitioners we're really reaching out to the healers who are reaching out to are people like yourself. You know, we had that really beautiful conversation and it's like, you're, mm-hmm. you're helping people to empower themselves and find their true selves and find what works for them. And like, that's kind of the community we want to build around is healers like yourself who are helping people to better understand themselves so then they can make choices in their lives that really resonate with themselves. Yeah. Love that. Yes. (laughs) Thank thank you. Yeah. What both of you said was so profound and amazing. And I really want to highlight that um, even myself at the beginning of my journey, and I feel like a lot of us do this is that, you know, we're grasping for what is yeah. true, like what is the truth, sure. you know, and, and in that we, we sometimes become very um, like stagnant and linear and oh, it has to be like this. And I love that the expansion of this community that you're building or calling forth, you know, is, is really all encompassing. It's not just one modality it's not just one type of healer it's not just one type of belief you know we can come in ancestral mm-hmm. practices and we can also lay on yep. a bio <laughs> mat you know and so so you know I feel like there's there's so much uh recognition for the multi-dimensional mm-hmm. multi-dimensionality that we all are and I feel like it's so mm-hmm. needed um, and it's something that it took me a while to learn on my own journey as I started to realize I need room <laughs> to grow. And, and if I give myself room to grow, then I'm automatically going to give other people mm. room to grow. And, um, and I'm going to be able to hold space because I know that I'm not just one thing. And this journey has clearly taken me through many different ups and downs and loops and and turning points and I've done a somersault <laughs> that I didn't even know I could do you know 
And so, um, you know, on this journey, I've realized that it's not just one practice, like it's all encompassing. We're all one. And if we can respect and honor every single, you know, stage of the journey, and we can allow people to naturally explore that on their own and to express that on their own, um, you know, we're always, we're going to be able to meet each other. We're, we're going to be able to, to meet each other in peace and in harmony and not look at the differences, but look yeah. at the spectrum and say, we're all one well, on this spectrum. Yeah. Beautifully put, Zane. Wow. Wow. To a point to that as well. Like, that was exactly <laughs> that was, yeah. hit, hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, I feel like throughout history, there's been, you know, a few narratives, and it's usually about these narrative wars uh throughout time mm-hmm. and you know burning the libraries mm-hmm. and it's our narrative now and history is really a perspective of the quote winner mm-hmm. or um the people that yeah won the war and i think now with the internet mm-hmm. and even you know our parents and our parents parents still there was only a few collective narratives out mm-hmm. there and i think we're going through with the internet that there is you know an infinite number of narratives now and there's these subcultures and Mm -hmm. it feels like we are, you know, dividing. And in in COVID, it felt like there was division and separation and um, isolation. And, you know, we don't know, not knowing what that truth is. Mm -hmm. And I think once we're Mm -hmm. able to pivot our mindset, that we have the agency to create our narratives and have ownership over the, the narrative that we want to create and live by and empower ourselves in our communities to do that. And that not my narrative mm-hmm. should be yours. It's, hey, this is my perspective. And these are the constructs mm. that I'm living by that really help me help. Let me help you find yours. Mm. And and that really lean right. into that. It's not it doesn't have to be a narrative war. It's about sharing your narrative to help open perspectives to let this spectrum right. grow to be what it is and there is no more duality there is no mm-hmm. yes or no they're right or wrong or black and white and i think that inclusion and and diversity of thought um going forward is really something i think general guide really wants to embody um and that there is no mm-hmm. right and wrong it's about sharing your narrative with pride and empowerment um to help other people find theirs so beautiful yes wow. yes <laughs> Ooh, snaps three snaps and a hand clap like I, I love it so much um and it's it's a hot topic hot conversation I love that you brought up like the split of mm-hmm. <laughs> like I guess uh our realities in a sense of like everybody creating these narratives um because something I wanted to ask y'all is that many intuitives around me and I feel like on the internet have been getting these messages of you know people choosing to stay in lower mm-hmm. consciousness and people choosing to stay in mm-hmm. higher consciousness or mm-hmm. to evolve it's going to be like two different realities two different shifts you know in in the paradigm as we yeah. can call it you know and so i wanted to know like what are your thoughts on this and do you feel like it's really going to shift or do you feel like the people in the lower consciousness will eventually come into this place this space like have y'all gotten any messages about that and where do you think this wow. is going that's a <laughs> that's a heavy uh question i think thank you for um asking us i yeah i mean i have, i think i have some thoughts on that based off the, the last thing i just said as well is like 
you know, it does feel like that divide, but I really see it as more people going, like, dispersing in many different directions Mm -hmm. and trying to, Mm -hmm. you know, general guide being a source to, like, kind of bring people together and accept those different narratives while also elevating that higher consciousness. Um, But, like, also Mm -hmm. just letting those people that know that might feel like they're stuck in that lower consciousness, that it is a choice and there's people to help. And there's resources now leveraging Mm -hmm. technology, like technology potentially had um, effect on this kind of all these different narratives happening and and allowing. And I think that's beautiful because um, it's showing really that freedom of choice and living your life and and way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, But now really using technology as a tool to empower our physical world, right? We never want technology to enslave us in, in a way. And we want to yes. we want to use that to enhance our relationships and human connections. And so, if people necessarily, I don't really see it as like there's this bucket of people in lower consciousness. I just don't think maybe they've seen <laughs> that this is an opportunity, right? And and there is resources yes. to grow. And that's part of being stuck in a lower consciousness is not thinking there's another way out, mm-hmm. right? And or being addicted mm-hmm. to that negativity. And Louise actually said an incredible thing about negativity um, in a session that we had um, in an interview with him the other day about not not even like giving it the time of day, because the more you talk about that negativity, um, you're fueling it. And so just literally changing, giving changing subject to something positive and making someone laugh is that counterbalance and and bringing people into that space and not necessarily like, you know, um, contributing to those negative thoughts and just bringing a friend or um, a family member if they're having those negative thoughts just being able to shift the subject into a positive space um, and Mm. and maybe not even having to identify that they're in a negative space because you don't want to shame either Mm -hmm. it's just helping them guide to a more positive space but yeah um, I don't know if that exactly answers the question no that was a great I have some things to add too I think from um you know, I think from just like throughout humanity, like if you look back at the yin, yin, the yin and the yang, right? There's the they knew there was this polarity in the three D, mm-hmm. right? Between between the different, you know, from in that spectrum, from like whatever you can say, evil to good, or whatever you want to call. It. Like we just live in this three D reality of polarities, and if you have transcended that and like experienced the oneness that is source. I think that polarity begins to make a lot mm-hmm. more sense that we're here to experience that polarity. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's, there's always been right. that those polarities of extremes. And we definitely see that in every culture. Um, but yeah, I think it's about like us and people, like, I think Molly already mentioned this, like people have to decide to change for themselves. Like we're not here to tell anybody yes. they have to change or, they have to do it our way. Like we're really just here for the people who want change and want, or maybe already be, be getting on their path to make themselves better or have more insight um, or are just curious about it. And we just want to be there for the people who are curious and just really provide a safe space for, mm-hmm. yeah, the curious. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I tell people all the time that healers don't heal other people. They hold space for Definitely. the healing to take place. 
um because the healing happens within ourselves like we we have to want the healing like we have to explore the healing like what does that mean like I'm a healer for me and just like you said I mentioned earlier like when we heal ourselves we're impacting Mm -hmm. everyone else Mm -hmm. in this collective like my healing and living my best life like I don't know whose (laughs) eyes are on me but it doesn't matter because whoever can feel me whoever can feel my energy they're gonna automatically be turned into a place of love like you know um a conversation that a friend and I have been having lately is that um I forgot which person it was in the bible where they were like talking about wherever they went they were at holy places Um, but my friend was like it's not that the places were holy it's that wherever that person went they were holy you know, they were in, in divine alignment. They were, you know, the yeah. vessel for the divine. And I greatly uh, resonate with that because I know that if I am allowing myself to be a vessel and a channel just for my own healing, everywhere I walk mm-hmm. is going to mm-hmm. be divinity. Everywhere I go yes. is sacred ground. And, and that really goes to show like how much control we have uh, over our energy in the environments that we're in you know if I walk into a room and it's you know it's feeling like you said negative or you can mm-hmm. feel the tension like I know I can immediately mm-hmm. transmute that energy because yes. of how powerful I am but it comes with the workings of the mm-hmm. mind and knowing your strength you know like really activating that mm-hmm. solar plexus energy so it's like, you know, a big part of, of that healing is holding space and then just walking yeah. an example. If you walk an example, you're already in, well, in a beautifully said. Yes. Snaps as well. Snaps. Yes. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's definitely that has to come from the inside out, right? And um, doing mm-hmm. my own work and being able to have some sessions already. Um, and every time I leave a session, I'm just on a full different frequency that I'm so excited to share. And that's like what we're trying to work on right now is how do you, you know, get that excitement um, and spread that, mm-hmm. not just through like word of mouth. Uh, because every friend I tell about mm-hmm. a session I have, they're like, oh my gosh, I want to take that. I want, I like, it's like contagious, right? It's <laughs> positive, contagious yes. energy, like you said, walking in the room. Um, and you can transform that room and bring it to a different place. And, and that's what I've felt after these sessions mm-hmm. and, and this work that I've been able to do, uh, um, do like do personally. Um, and I know that it, it has, mm-hmm. I have to constantly be focusing on that journey to really bring gentle guide um, w- with the intentions we have and that um, as, a, as a company, making sure that everyone we work with is on that journey as well and and helping themselves before we can help others um but yeah really just focusing Mm -hmm. on how we can share that excitement and (laughs) word of mouth like contagious positive energy um kind of through digital in in a way and so we're working on that right now and hoping to get some ping soon (laughs) word word of mouth is what brought us here (laughs) throughout time it's the most powerful source and that and that is that is the interesting yeah. kind of thing, like that this whole metaphysical kind of most of the scene, you know, that you, you have Clubhouse, of course, and Instagram, but for the most part, I feel like the metaphysical scene is mostly word of mouth, which mm-hmm. is interesting. It's so underground. Yes, yeah. and that's, yes it yeah. is. So I think it had to be underground, you know, like I've yeah. been doing a lot of research around it and it's been shut down. Like, you know, it wasn't that long ago that witches were burned, that, you know, dowsers were burned. Like, 
it wasn't that long ago. I had to work through a lot of my own trauma. My pendulum is one of my, whatever you want to call it, superpowers. I'm also a facilitator, energy like worker. Modalities. Um, but I felt like awkward using it in public, but I had to like get over that. Be like, I'm not a persecuted like worker anymore. Like these, this is a 21st century, 21st century, but you know, <laughs> 2021. Yes. Like I can be, it was an interesting shift though to be like, I can, I empowered in my gift. Um, so, but um, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah, but the, the mainstream <laughs> it's okay. right, often thinks that this, this type of work in the past should be underground. Oh, that's and, right. and it's really like, what that's, you know, almost the antithesis of what we're doing is like, we're opening this up to everyone and yeah. it's it's teachings that are already here. Yeah. You know, the other ways that have been accepted in culture are these crazy constructs that are telling you what's right yeah, and wrong. Take and, a pill. And or... yeah, and, and giving you supplements. It's all for yeah. personal so gain too. If we can them. just be that source that shows that this underground source is there and bring it into culture and show that this is like, you know, all giving and um, this healthy space that invites anyone and everyone um to the forefront and and make that shift in culture that that's normal i think yeah. it's a perfect time in culture to accept that and open that and i think we're there and we're really trying to trailblaze that space mm -hmm. and invite you know everyone mm -hmm. and everyone to join <laughs> exactly and because there there has been some shutdowns recently of like mm -hmm. we had a tarot reader who is on the platform tell us that shopify took down their offerings and um, I know about there's a Clary Sage Herbarium, an amazing uh, women-led er herb shop in Portland that Square, um, who runs their process, you know, credit card processing, shut them down for like a month and they had to fight against that. So there is this like interesting kind of push. Mm. I don't know if it's one-offs, but um, there might, yeah, I hope that there's not more um, censorship coming yeah. soon, but we want to be a place, of course, that is yeah the antithesis of censorship <laughs> and if that is that you know that means moving it, it, our stuff to europe or wherever like our you know our, our web platforms um then you know we'll, we'll always be a place uh where people can learn about yeah. this metaphysical work you know what i noticed is that um holding these spaces and really going against the grain of being mm. pushed underground because, um, and one thing I noticed, I did not realize how underground <laughs> healing was until oh, witch talk yeah. surfaced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, we were really at this space. Like, I was yeah, like, what is up. going yeah, on? My, my goddaughter was like, it's funny, I'll bookmark that, continue what you were saying. <laughs> no, no, I was, I just was like, you know, it, the the witch shock thing surfacing, I, I realized that, wow, a lot of people are really, number one, in secrecy yes. about their practice, or like you said, it's, yes. it's by word of mouth. And even our metaphysical shops are, you know, very... Yeah. very westernized in their own ways you know like uh, one thing I talk about a lot is ancestral tradition and going back to the ancient practices and um, you know like I love what you guys are saying about look if we gotta move we gotta move we're gonna yeah. make it happen no matter what because yeah. that's that's the truth we have to live in our truth and we're gonna keep going no matter what opposition comes 
and um, a big divine message that has come. And I think we had <laughs> talked about this last time of how censorship is going to become yeah. even more evident. Um, like I have a sister who runs a crystal shop and she's really brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's called Garden Moon Shop. And um, Facebook what? shuts her down Whoa. almost every I'm month. Sure. Oh my God, <laughs> All chill. the time. Whoa. Facebook or something? every time and like she was going live last night and they just deleted her video like it's it's crazy Uh like how censorship is to the forefront uh, and it's becoming so much more evident in our community and so we really do need to create places that we can be that are safe yeah wow thank you for sharing that yeah well luckily luckily our cto is brilliant he'll make anything he'll keep us online yeah he's brilliant (laughs) But yeah, the witch talk thing, I just want to piggyback on like, so my goddaughter, um, she's 13 and um, her mother and I are very close. She's like the Harry to my, she's like the Harry to my Hermione, the Hermione to my Harry. Uh, but so <laughs> my goddaughter, like we would always, you know, be, you know, tarot readings and pendulum work. And she, the goddaughter would be like, what do you guys, you know, like kind of just a little bit interested, but mostly like kind of like, not that interested but then the witch talk came out and then she mm-hmm. like did a full 180 like started using all the pendulums i'd given her we got her a tarot deck and it was like just really cool but like you know say the witch talk i can't really i don't know the, the videos for me were kind of i didn't i don't know but like it's just interesting that this younger generation was so quick to be open to mm-hmm. this kind of work which i thought was really cool then she gave me a right. like, she gave me you know she's 13 and gave me a really beautiful tarot reading and um i just think that's a really cool sign that the young folks are open to this work yes i'm so excited (laughs) for for gen z to come into their power and consciousness and i think they're already there it's getting younger and younger that they're fully developing that consciousness and and they i feel are, are already so open to um no biases and are already kind of on yeah, that spectrum of totally. living um and so yeah we're i'm excited to to bring that generation into this space and yeah. and and see how they flourish and make it their own as well exactly like yeah I think that's also one of our visions too is i would love to start a school like you know hogwarts can be the reference but <laughs> you know <laughs> look i yeah i've seen visions of it like yeah, it, it, yeah it's definitely you know, I don't know. Like I said, the spirit is going to yes. take us wherever yes. we need to go. But these magical schools yes. are going to start surfacing. You know, we're going to be working mm-hmm. together in the community to make, you know, these practices really the forefront. And a lot of conversation mm-hmm. about homeschooling kids and taking people out of yeah. the corrupted yeah. school system is very, yeah. you know, hot topic. Well, I, <laughs> so yeah. uh, the get. The gag is we're already I developing. <laughs> you would know, love everything to be part of like building a school in the future, even just from an architectural standpoint of like we literally build these buildings mm-hmm. like boxes, They're like jails. They're like, like jails. It's the same. It was. I think it's yeah. the same architects that build jails, build the public schools yeah. in America. And so, even though oh I, I like to think blue sky thinking of like even the spaces we live in and the apartments we live in are these square boxes and what that does to our mind Um, and just like rethinking Mm -hmm. what a space of learning and like shapes and what that would look like architecturally Mm -hmm. um, all the way down to the curriculum and the specifics and um, the potential texts and um, making that accessible. And I always reference Black Mountain College, which in the creative community um, is a really 
you know, evolution is, is like the next step after Bauhaus. And so that movement and um, in Berlin and, and Germany and um, bringing that to America and just finding the next step of even that of like, where is this creative space that also intersects with healing? And how do we teach that and make that flourish and be a space, a safe space uh, for people to explore? And uh, I'm, I'm just so excited because I, I, I obviously love um, school and education and it, it's so in need of an update. My goodness, um, yes. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yes. and, and so is architecture. These yeah. two, two things um, that, you know, are really mm, huge structures crucial. in our upbringing and our life uh, really need uh, those, those tweaks and be able to find people that are willing to be a part of that movement um, for different education outside of the box and and I have visions of well as uh, of it as well, and I'm really excited that you're seeing that too because, um, you know, I hope my kids or my kids' kids can can go to these types of places and and have that acceptance that I think all of us deserve. Mm, beautiful. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes, I was just telling somebody. Look, my kids are gonna be learning alchemy yes. and herbs. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're gonna be learning healing modalities and techniques. They're gonna be learning history on ancient magic. Like it's, it's gonna be some intense. You know, we're nice. gonna be learning Latin. <laughs> you know, like we're gonna be going into a different space. And and you know, I know it's gonna have so much more. You know, yeah. as a part of it. So just to hear other creatives, to hear other channels of spirit, you know, talking about these types of things. <laughs> same here, so same here. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, think about how powerful your children will be. Like if we, think about if we, you know, like we, you know, we had early kind of introduction, but if we've been really started at a young age and been, you know, been, had, had our, you know, like that was our, resonated with that work. Like, I think I'm just like excited about the power that they'll be able to, Yeah have start with from yeah. within right yeah i mean i've even in COVID, i've picked up stained glass work mm. and stained glass has been an extremely transcendent creative output i've been able to have because again throughout time in these cathedrals that stand strong and across all religions there is often stained glass in, in these architectural feats and and it's really about shining new light into mm. space um and that's per perspective of light is our reality um, and so being able, being able to have a physical practice again, and uh, one that's often kind of slept on, mm -hmm. um, and, and it's been incredible yes. and bringing those type of um, artistic practices to the forefront as well. Mm -hmm. um, and personally, that just has been a, a great spiritual, um, physical intersection of, of what I um, have been able to express. So um, just giving the resources and space mm. for creativity and healing. Um, totally. Like, yeah, I was just speaking with a, a new a practitioner on our site, um, Allison Peck, who randomly enough, we went to the same college together, two years apart, small world. Um, but one of their offerings <laughs> is Akashic art, which is so cool. I'd never heard of that. Um, where they, you know, I think they access your records and then um, create an original art piece based on that. Um but yeah, just, yeah, really getting wow. back to it. There's so many different ways to heal and creativity is truly uh, a key, yes. Yeah, I think even, I wish, you know, when I was growing up with dyslexia, 
if there was more creative outputs, like if I would have just had a room to paint in, like throw paint, <laughs> have a paintbrush and like, you know, I had my little Play-Doh and the classic things, but like creative therapy in a way, um, personally would have been yes. just so groundbreaking, but that wasn't even necessarily a, like a quote, a thing, you yeah. know, it probably has been for a while, but wasn't in my universe in Orc. And, uh, yeah. Even yes. music therapy yeah. is still shunned upon. I have to shout out Shauna Martin, Indigo Music. Oh my gosh, she's an angel. Um, their musical therapy, music therapy is really, and Wata, of course, shout out Wata. Their music is so transcendent. Yes. And I believe Wata was the one that introduced us. So again, much love and appreciation yes. to Wata. Um, but yeah, musical therapy. Yeah, the music just gets into your body in a different way. It's yes. like, it's so sore like it, it bypasses the conscious and goes right mm -hmm. to the subconscious i love it yeah multi-sensory mm -hmm. expression is mm -hmm. key and that is definitely one of them so we lots of there'll be lots of singing at the school <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. instruments singing it's gonna be lots of this mm -hmm. so much creative flow <laughs> i love it before we go into uh, how we can reach you both, is there anything that y'all are dropping this year in 2021 that you would like to share? Um, one thing we just dropped um, is our reflection piece. Oh, so good. Um, so, so good. you know, instead of having reviews after a session, I think that's or really or ratings, ratings like a five star rating. Yeah, just super <laughs> Too horrible quantifying these <laughs> like uh, unquantifiable experiences. You know. They're so, so abstract, <laughs> like, giving someone a five-star rating just is almost embarrassing to, to, to go into. Um, so we actually updated um, that mm -hmm. type of um, approach to, to re reflections and giving a space um, for the seeker after session to reflect on their experience um, through words and, and typing as well. Um, and hopefully creating this uh, community where if you would like to share your reflection, you can, and there'll potentially be a, a community board where we can highlight breakthroughs and some really beautiful reflections and wow. just get that word of mouth. And when you are a seeker going on the platform, if you want to share your reflection publicly um, on the healers page, it gives you you know, a sense of what they felt and, and knowing that your experience is going to be different. Um, but definitely is intriguing to see the work that um, the healer has helped that seeker come to. And so these reflection is that that journal aspect of that I think is uh, pretty really is is really helpful after a session to give your time time some to space yes. to reflect on the experience and, and be in tune and aware of what your body and mind is telling you and your spirit. So mm -hmm. um, we're excited that we just launched that. So if you have a session, please go um, check it out and leave a little note either for yourself and, and the healer. Um, and yeah, we're just really trying to use that intentional design and mm -hmm. Devin, our designer is incredible at that and helping mm -hmm. us think through the intentionality of, of the product and, and making it um, that holistic space that we're, we're fueling. Definitely. And you mentioned emotions instead of stars. Oh yeah. So like the, when you go to the reflection, there's obviously no star rating. It's, it's certain emotions. So like I feel empowered or I feel balanced or introspective. Maybe, yeah. And so more just um, abstract um, 
multi-dimensional that really probably fits a bit more towards yeah. a rating system. Right. So um, we're excited, you know, mm-hmm. that this the quote data, you know, that comes in the back end is not quantifiable because the yeah. space is often not quantifiable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Shoot, I have like four things. Yes. I'm trying to go through them fast, though, because I know we're uh, in chat. Oh, okay. Okay, one kind of like, again, speaking to... <laughs> Okay, okay. You don't have to rush through them. <laughs> um, so the first one, like, I think to um, Molly's point about, like, the emotions, we want to help guide people who are new to the space better to find the heal- the practitioners they want to work with. We're working on a way to do that. Um, two, um, we're thinking about launching, like, a small store, like, and kind of really featuring either our practitioners um work or like small artisan work just kind of in small runs really beautiful intentional mm-hmm. pieces and giving some of those pro- proceeds to um groups that that you know that they need funds um uh, and then three um really building out our learn page and just creating more content and, and education um around these different modalities and and sharing healers um, messages is really um, something we're excited to do more of. And then four, okay, there was four things. Um, we've been, we have like a weekly round table ourselves for um, our company and we just love the format so much that we think we wanna expand it to include healers and then eventually seekers as well. As well. And as we're in this time where we can't really be in person, um, but it's really kind of a cool space to bring, pe- uh, we're still on Zoom, but um, to bring people together to chat about big issues, maybe, you know, have people lead meditations or sound healings or um, just kind of sharing these different things to kind of really create um, more community around what we're doing during this time. Yeah. And then hopefully that will lead into uh, mm-hmm. physical experiences and events, but really just want to create that open and transparency and relate, re- continue to build our relationships with uh, the community and get feedback and, and see how we can uh, grow together. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited for all of those things to come. And yeah, we've got the momentum uh, that's going in that direction. That's so beautiful. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am so excited for you all guys, us. for all of Thank us, for so the healing much. community. It, it's really evolving. Yeah. It's so, evolving yeah. Thank so you so much for holding yes, this space you. and creating this podcast and doing the healing work that you're doing. Um, it's just so grateful for the work that you're doing and yes, excited for all of our futures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I, it's been an honor to share this space with you, you both. I'm just so in much so much gratitude right now. Um, please let everybody know how they can reach you both and your platform, how they can become awesome. Yes. Yeah, so the website is www.gentle.guide, which is kind of an interesting URL, um, but that's, how, that's what it is. And then on Instagram, we are at a gentle guide. Um, uh, I guess you can follow my personal one is at rob.bonaparte. Um, and then to become a seeker is pretty easy. I think you just go on the, the site and it will say sign in on the top right or find a healer. You press find a healer and then um, top right will say sign in and you can kind of create or sign up. You can create an account. And then for practitioners to apply, um, you'll go to the homepage and then go um, slash find a healer. And then on the bottom, 
it will say apply to become a practitioner. Um, and that's, that's the process. And we'll reach out and have a conversation mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. So yeah, we, we really love anybody who's in the space to apply. Mm -hmm. Like we really have a range of healers and a range of prices. And we just really, again, speaking that spectrum, we just want to meet people where they're at and, um, just support healers wherever they're at too. Yeah. Feel free to DM us on, um, a gentle guide, uh, Instagram. And then my personal is at mll.plt. Um, so yeah, feel free to reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Um, yes. and anything that you want to help, you know, fuel or feedback mm -hmm. and we're so open and can't wait to see all the collaborations that come in the future. Yeah. And Zane, thank you so much. <laughs> and I'm so excited to, um, you know, get our <laughs> paths have crossed and looking forward to see, um, that relationship, uh, you know, flourish into the future. Yes, I, I feel like we're just mm. in this alignment and oh, all of our ideas are just in, in this correspondence. They're communicating <laughs> with each other. So <laughs> I, I'm so grateful for that um, and grateful for both of you. Thank you for joining me. Uh, everybody who is listening, I'm also on Gentle Guys. You can book me there um, in addition to the site, you know, if you want to get used to it go ahead and book me on there too you know see how the platform works mm -hmm. um book other healers you know we had water yes. on here she's yes. she's brilliant y'all go 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 take care of these other healers too and uh, i just really encourage you all to just facilitate your own healing and uh before we go i just wanted to leave out with a little mantra for you guys um starting with the i am the divine channel mm -hmm. of service and love I am in divine alignment with my purpose and highest good. So feel free to say this back to yourself in full confidence and just to close your eyes and envision that white light running through your body and uh, activating all of your wonderful cells. So that is it, y'all. Thank you so much for joining. And uh, please reach out to Rob and Molly and Gentle Guys. Thank you, Zane. Thank you Much love. The flowers are blooming. The flowers are blooming. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the flowers. <laughs>